runs the lawn and get beat with my dad. And so <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it is. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. Facebook. Facebook is big in the news. Yeah, it is. Partisanship. Wow. $1.3 trillion budget. National deficit. Nobody wants to hear about that. You're going rudderless ship. You just want to watch your NC AAA games. You're going rudderless ship. You know, the interviewing process has been really disappointing so far. I'm not going to kid you. Hmm. Um, uh, I like to have a boss because I have, like to have some place to focus my anger. Nominees? Uh, mm. An uh, overwhelming sense of indifference? Mm. That's pretty good. Wow. Mm. Well, that's pretty I good. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Here, here's your general manager. I'm Joe Getty for Contigo Travel Mugs. <laughs> Are you a hopeless and pathetic caffeine addict? Do you sometimes clumsily slap your coffee mug right off the top of the printer where you put it? Are you gratified when it hasn't spilled a drop? Then you're like me. Go with Contigo Travel Mugs. Awesome. He seems to have hijacked our general manager section for some sort of <laughs> yeah, advertising. For exactly. personal profit. Yes. 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 Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. mm, an interesting idea. Um, <laughs> let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm all right. I, uh, I'm driving to work. It was very rainy where I lived, and um, I ended up doing the hydroplane where you uh, oh, said... No. Suddenly, I was on water for like maybe ten seconds and just holding on for dear life. Had and no control whatsoever. Then officially, you're in a boat. Yeah, you're basically <laughs> ten in a boat. seconds. Wait now. I mean, it was a long time. I, I mean, I was going weaving in the lane and oh, Lord. just going forward and just holding on. Do you, you know? have any tread on your tires? Yeah, it, wow. I got brand new tires. Oh, so what? I, yeah, so brand new tires too. So, do you have any suggestions for people? As I, they, I do, as a matter of fact. Them? That's the thing that, it, that <laughs> popped to my mind is another tip for this: is that if you hydroplane and are frightened. Pull over to the side of the road, put your hazards on, and cry where nobody can see you <laughs> and nobody can hit you. So just that, cry, cry just until the rain. Cry stops. it out. That's a good idea. No, but it, I, the rest of the drive, I was uh, driving slow, and uh, yeah, the heart, the heart was racing. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? 
doing very well. Just uh, you know, experiencing the ripple effects of the uh, the what is it, the nor'easter winter, or what? What are they calling the the second comebacks of all these rains and snow? Do you snows? live in Boston? <laughs> no, but they're calling it, fr- it the four easter. Okay, there's that. Um, but it it affected me over here, way on the left coast. <sighs> I was I was uh, planning on going to a concert last night. But uh, the the person I was going with, her flight was supposed to get in at noon. She was coming back home, and it uh, got delayed. Didn't get in till like nine thirty. There you so, go. So no, you were affected. No concert for this guy. Why? Because of some stupid nor'easter bunny. Mm. The nor'easter bunny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm very excited. Got a couple of celebrity birthdays today. A woman I have long had a crush on is having a birthday. Actress Reese Witherspoon turning forty two today. Net worth $120 million. Mm. And the second in line, I'll tell tell you, uh, last but certainly not least, Star Trek's captain of the USS Enterprise, William Shatner, is 87 today. James T. Kirk is almost 90. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I remember when we interviewed him years ago, he was in his 80s. Yep. I mean, years ago. Net, I'll do the math. Net worth $100 million. $100 million. Most of that is a pitch man, like for uh, Priceline and that sort of thing. Yep. Right. Got yep. shares in the company, famously. Happy in birthday. for his work. Happy birthday, Bill. Actor, uh, promoter, and recording star at one point covering hits like this one. <laughs> I'm not the man they think I am at home. No, 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 no. I'm a rock bitch. There you go. Oh boy. Happy birthday, oh, Bill. Golly. So did he do that attempting to be funny, or was he attempting to be serious? I can't remember. We asked him that. <laughs> well, I think at that point he was attempting to be serious. Yeah, because that sort of thing was yeah. popular at the time. Mm-hmm. The dramatic reading. Right. Yeah. We should uh, dig up that interview. I'm sure we there were like multiple listeners have complete archives of the show. Mm-hmm. We don't have any idea where to find this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But if anybody has the Shatner interview, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Hi, I'm William Shatner. I have searched earnestly and desperately for intelligence and perception in the universe, and I have found it everywhere except here on Armstrong and Getty. Hey, what? Oh, great oh, they turned it at the end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, March 22nd, the year 2018. We're keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show then. Uh, officially, according to FCC rules and regs, very special 6 o'clock hour, which we'll explain in a couple of minutes. Here we go at Mark. This is a good topic for mm-hmm. talk radio. Especially conservative here? talk yeah. radio. Yes. Glenn Beck and another conservative talk radio show host, Armstrong and Getty, they're both supporting him. We're another host. Who was that? that was... Some local news uh, teleprompter readers talking about the uh, the Rockland High School uh, mm. protest and counter-protest thing. And, and mentioned the disc jockeys that are supporting him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Conservative talk show host Armstrong and Getty. Singular. You know yeah. what? She tried to ad lib. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Although I will tell you that uh, Channel 13 in Sacramento is doing a nice job of covering the controversy and giving both sides fair hearing. I salute them for their diligence, if not their eloquence. Back to you. And we have an update on that? We do. In fact, we have a guest. We have the young man who has uh, risen to the challenge and said. You know, uh, my uh, history teacher made a really good point. I think abortion's terrible. A lot of students think it is. We're going to walk out for the lives lost to abortion for 17 minutes. Okay. And see if we get that approved. 
Uh, and that uh, where that stands, well, we'll ask him where it stands, yeah. but we're going to be talking to him a little later on this hour. It's an early interview. Why? Because he has to get to school. Right. <laughs> Interesting. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Mark Zuckerberg says he's sorry. Facebook users deserve better. We've got the Austin Bombers video confession, and President Trump said he'd whoop Joe Biden's ass in a fight. Okay. Stories wow. coming up 635 Armstrong and Giffy. Wow. You know, if we were some third, sort of third world banana republic, this would still be embarrassing, all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. This is the United States of America. Do these guys know this? I don't know. Do they understand who we are? What we are? It does sound like the sort of thing you'd hear out of Panama, various 70-year-old people high up in politics talking about who would have beaten each yeah. other up in high school. Fat dictators wearing sunglasses and dressed as colonels. Yeah, no kidding. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good. Uh, you need an immigration policy in your house, according to one uh, wag. Wisdom from a five-year-old and much more. Yeah, and Trump's pretty mad over whoever's leaking everything out of his own White House. And it's got to be just down to a few people. Who is it? Um, tweeting about it today. we got all that stuff coming up. I hope you can stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. OMG. I just read the whole statement from Trump on uh, if he and Biden had fought in high school. It's a good one. (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So Marshall will have that in his news later this hour. But wow. Well, I really... I really need to buy new earbuds because it sounded like you suggested the president of the United States made a statement about if he'd fought the former vice president with their fists in high school. Right. And that can't possibly be real. He went on at length. <laughs> it's really it's really pretty funny. You and know, I really need to re-embrace my, my life's philosophy from Elvis Costello. I used to be disgusted. Now I try to be amused. I should be amused as hell by that, but I'm horrified. <clears throat> Maybe it's just my mood. Hey, uh, Hanson, my bottom drawer in the desk, get that bottle out of there. Bring that in here. Oh, yeah. Pour a little of that in the coffee that I've got in my rock-solid Contigo travel mug. (laughs) Mailbag. Hey, we're going to be talking to a young man who's stirring things up at Rockland High School in a beautiful, affluent Way to go, Sean. Sean's rocking the Contigo. It's a fine brand, everybody, and a mm. good investment. And it is an investment because it'll last for a lifetime. <laughs> it actually makes things taste better. Mm. Wow. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to that young man who's uh, stirring things up and trying to strike a blow for at least even-handedness mm. in our nation's school. Ba-da-la-la-la. Uh, Lazy writes, same bumper music constantly over the last five to ten years. Will it be the same for another five to ten years? Do you fear change? Why don't you change the bumper music ever? Is it your greed for the same over and over and over? See how that gets repetitive over and over and over? Michael, there there are a number of songs you seem to lean on rather heavily. They were not terribly big hits nor artistic achievements. What gives? I'm just lazy. Uh, oh, no, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm there lazy. it is. It's a good no, answer. I will mix it up. Right. Yeah, mix it up. Throw, throw the you unexpected know, it, it, in there. It's always challenging. This is the honest truth. Because our show has such a wide range of people, we have the teenagers that listen and the, you know, 70, 80-year-olds, I try to find stuff 
that can appeal to everybody. Yeah. The womb to the tomb. That's us. Womb <laughs> to the tomb. Hey, you know what my kids want to hear? Logo. That's a good slogan. We need to put in the regular rotation that fireball song from Pitbull that was featured during the Super Bowl commercial. That's, okay. a, that's a tune that gets you going, huh? All right. Get your toe tapping. Gives yeah. you a little energy. Does it? I don't like Pitbulls. They can turn on you. Uh, yeah, just let's shake it up. The unexpected. Of course, people don't realize Michael is incredibly busy during the show, oh, too. it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if his energies are going to be spent on something, that might not be the top priority. Uh, wisdom from my five-year-old, writes Matt. Guys, I got home from work. My son ran right up to me. Jack, you can relate to this. This is a beautiful moment. My kids are big, but I remember it well. My son ran right up to me, hugged me, and said, Dad, I love everything in the whole wide world, and sometimes I like people. <laughs> yeah. That is a budding young misanthrope right there. If he needs mentoring, Matt, we can take him under our wings. We know just what he's saying. Yeah, my youngest says, I hate everybody in the world except my family. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's uh, that's an extreme case. Uh, E-M-F-Y-O-R-H-T-W-S. Even my five-year-old realizes humans are the worst species, Matt. Beautiful Manteca, California. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wonder Jack- if we do a mm-hmm. disservice by having a, you know, little kids watch shows in which they portray the world as full of friendly, helpful people. That is a really interesting thought. Because um, you wouldn't have had that introduction pre-television or whatever. You'd have just been introduced by what is. Right. Uh, Jordan Peterson's book, what is it, 12 Rules or something like that? Um, I'm I think start- it's 11, but it doesn't matter. Oh, well, you should add it at 12. People like round numbers. Or it doesn't. I think it's yeah. 12. Anyway, well, it's 11 to 12 rules. That's plenty. Uh, But the introduction to it that was written by some cat whose name I don't recall. I'm a little light on the specifics here, but I'm about to get to the big idea. And this show is about big ideas, not about, you know, minutia. I'm a little light on the specifics. Who said what? That's funny. No, but the idea is the last, you know, generation, two generations have fallen victim to this really strange idea that we should protect our children from all suffering or realities and that we should really bubble them up and really keep them comfortable and really keep them safe. And that's done damage. And as I was reading it, um, and it's worth a read, I'm not going to explain the whole thing to you now, but uh, it really rang true to me. I found it really interesting. I could tell with my oldest son, it seemed to me that, you know, uh, the world he encountered out on the street was not like Sesame Street, where everybody's smiling and helpful and, and, and nice and, right. and there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, and it just, why wouldn't it sh- seem strange to you? Wait a second. Everything I've been taught about the world is everybody is nice and friendly and here to help me. Right. And. That doesn't seem to be the case. What gives? I mean, there's one person who's somewhat grouchy, but he's benevolent and he stays in a can. Mm-hmm. You know, really. Uh, Jack's house is overrun by immigrants, sort of. With the constant new animal additions to Jack's home, you're up to seven beasts under your roof. Is that right? Correct. Not counting the human beasts. Right. Right. Seems like plenty. At some point, he will have to have the immigrant talk with his wife, don't you think? The question of how many animals will be allowed each year. At some point, it's going to be too many. Am I right? It is a direct parallel to the immigration problem. You need a specific policy. Right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then a really annoying criticism. Uh, F you, but thank you for the note, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, Why don't you do it your way on your radio show? <laughs> How's yours doing compared to ours? We recently added a hamster and two rats to the, uh, to the household, which included a couple of cats, a couple of dogs, a couple of goats. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, quota system for ungulates, canines, and uh, and rodents? The baby goats seem to be leaving the house soon, I hope. Okay. Once they reach a certain age of maturity. 
So, or the goat college. Wow. So, <laughs> so the goat dreamers are going to be deported, eh? Yeah. Wow. They're going out into the world to live their own lives. Wow. It's, it's, uh, it's DAGA, Deferred Action for Goat Arrivals. The hard, one of the hard things, there's a lot of hard things with having that many animals in your house, but one of them is having them all get along because some of them are like natural predators to the others. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. You're describing several food chains yeah. when you're, when you're yeah. going through what you yeah, have there. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know, we just have one animal in our house, our, our big black dog, and he it's was... a rhinoceros. He, <laughs> he was as flatulent... As any human be as any being on earth has ever been in the last twenty four hours. It was shocking. Oh yeah, that puggle clear Disturb- that puggle clear room. I don't doubt it. I don't know why. I don't we we I don't I'd say I don't know what he ate, except I think I know what he eats. You should know. Holy cow, dude. Hard fart primary. Leave the room. You got four legs to walk on. It, it, it's no effort to go over there. We got a big house. Fart over there. Jeez. What do you mean, what did I eat? You feed me. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez Louise. Whose idea was that to get a dog? Uh, moving along, uh, Joe, is Arizona is a huge... T- oh, it's a dark thought on autonomous vehicles from uh, Ed. The video came out, right, of the lady getting run over? Yeah, I saw it. I haven't watched it. Well, you don't... Well, you see the uh, lead up. There's mm-hmm. nothing horrifying, except, you know, obviously what's about to happen. Uh, and you get to see the guy, the, the, the face of the uh, big old boy who's uh, the monitor, the human monitor, who's half paying attention. But, you know, why you would he? Ha- why do you have to mention he was a big old boy? Uh, it's pretty striking when you watch the video. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I should have left that out. Dark thought on autonomous vehicles. Guys, is Arizona's huge test bed of the autonomous vehicles, are they programmed to rid the state of homeless people? I see the autonomous vehicle driving down the street, swerving into the bike lane to run down a bike-wielding homeless person. I don't think it's swerved. As all of the Arizona vagrants have been tagged, of course, it will eventually scare them to migrate to Southern California, saving Arizona billions. I know this is crazy conspiracy theory thoughts of hyperbole, or is it? And that is really irresponsible, distasteful, horrifying. What have they determined on that? I haven't heard anything. That nobody could have stopped, given that situation? Or? Well, I, I, having seen the video, um, she gets in front of the car as it gets there. I mean, it's not like you see something in the headlights, then it becomes more clear. Ah! No, it's a boom, she's right in front of the car. Walks in front at the precise moment the car's there. So, I don't, I don't know. And no, if you hadn't seen her coming out of the darkness... And it's a video, so it's a little hard to be definitive about this, but it was very, very dark, except the headlights. So, uh, Marshall's News Report. This morning, Marshall, while reporting on the bomber case, slightly emphasized that the bomber was a white male. Now, are you reporting the race of all criminals? Will it be all or nothing? Or if only the ba- bad guy is white? I don't know. We could ask him why he did that. I, you know. I think I brought it up first because um. I had said it was a white guy crime, which it is for some reason. No, Marshall was consistently reporting it is a 24-year-old white male, yeah. as all the news is. But uh, Marshall, like the rest of the liberal media, is anxious to attack the white man for the color of his skin. If your point hmm. is, Back when I was young, they called it racism. If your point is they wouldn't have mentioned if it was a black guy, it was 20, they're probably, probably true. Or a Hispanic guy, or an American Indian, or whatever else. Here's your fireball song, huh? Now you get your toe tab, and there you go, huh? Makes you want to party. It's already Thursday. I can smell the weekend from here, huh? We're ready to go. Oh, boy. Get our party on. You got your booze out of your drawer? Let's get it on. (laughs)
Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall's News here in a little bit, which will bring you the latest on Trump and Biden's back and forth over who would have beaten up who in high school, which is just fantastic. Uh, Really? But we're putting off the news because we had the opportunity to to get a guest before he goes on Glenn Beck, which is very important to us. (laughs) Well, and before he goes to school. So we talked to you earlier this week about uh, one Julianne Benzel. She's a teacher at Rockland High School in Rockland, California. Who, in the lead up to the anti-gun walkout, uh, asked some provocative questions of her students in an advanced placement history class, such as, what if there were another cause that students felt very uh, very uh, fired up about? Could they walk out? Could any cause walk out? Um, is this even-handed? What do we think of this policy? It's precisely the sort of thing a good teacher ought to introduce into the minds of her students' critical thinking. Um, and she said, what if, for instance, students were really concerned about abortion? and wanted to hold an anti-abortion walkout or, an, or a, a walkout in memory of the lives that will never be lived because of abortion. Well, Brandon Gillespie is a Rockland High School student, and he's decided to do that roughly. I'll let him explain what he wants to do. Brandon, how are you? Good, how are you? Terrific. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks so, for having me. So, oh, yeah, it's our pleasure. So what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Um. So basically, uh, I'm trying to organize a pro-life walkout, not only at uh, my school locally, but also at schools nationwide to commemorate the lives of the, like you said, millions of lives that will never be lived uh, from the children who fell victim to abortions. And what's the date of this again that you're open for? Um, so I'm planning to have the this walkout on Wednesday, April 11th, which is pretty much one month after the gun control walkout that happened last week in schools across the country. And we're wanting it to happen at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we want it to last for 17 minutes, just like the previous one did. Why are you doing this? Um, well, I'm doing this for, for many reasons. Not only uh, to, to uh, test the double standard that Ms. Benzel warned us of in our schools, but also to honor and com- commemorate the lives of the millions of unborn children who fell victim to the abortions. Okay, so this is partly a devil's advocate symbolic thing, but partly a sincerely held belief. Fair enough. Yeah. How has yeah. the school been reacting to this idea? Um, well, I They're in a terrible a position, by the way, since <laughs> the media is paying attention. Yeah. yeah, well, I actually have a meeting with our principal tomorrow morning to talk about uh, the walkout that I want to hold on April 11th. So I guess we'll see, um, see what happens during my meeting tomorrow. So I'm really intrigued to see what happens. Indeed. Do you have a faculty sponsor uh, slash uh, right-hand man or woman, or will you be uh, facing the great man one-on-one? Um, well, I've been told that I should probably bring uh, one of my parents in and maybe a couple of friends just to back me up uh, into my meeting tomorrow. So I'm planning on doing that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any faculty or anybody backing mm-hmm. me on this yet. Yeah, Brandon, we're not big on the whole, uh, uh, you know, oppressor victim uh, approach to history or anything like that. But there is absolutely an imbalance in power between you and, and the principal. 
And yeah. um, and I'm not going to suggest in advance that he would do anything untoward or unfair, but um, it would be very, very easy to bully you. Um, and so I think that's a pretty good idea. You know, I'm sorry, in the introduction of the story, I'd forgotten to point out that uh, Ms. Benzel was uh, sent home, kept home for two days while her perfectly legitimate and thought-provoking questions, uh, after she asked those, by the administration who freaked out and considered her a danger or whatever because they got uh, complaints from two kids and one parent or something like that, which in the 21st century is just uh, astonishing dumbness because everybody bitches about everything all the time. Uh, Brandon Gillespie is with us. He's a Rockland High School student. Just to clarify, so at your school when uh, kids walked out for the uh, to, to honor the victims of the, the horrifying shooting. Or for gun control or, or for what gun have control, you. Or, yeah, whatever the intention was. Was, was anybody um, disciplined in any way charged with uh um uh no so being late for class students, or anything what the students that held the uh the walkout at my school last week they asked the principal not to have anybody uh uh any disciplinary action for anybody that decided to walk out so i'm going to ask the exact same thing for my walkout yeah and um, i i assume you realize the end game here i mean it, there are a lot of great causes in America, and we can't have high school kids regularly not showing up for class in honor of some good yeah. cause. I mean, well, listen, Brandon, I would suggest that you and all your peers ought to walk out on a weekly basis, if not daily, over the federal budget deficit because you are going to be saddled with those bills and that interest on those bills. For instance, I mean, that is inarguably. A legitimate cause. So, yeah, this would end badly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could come up with a cause per day for not coming back from uh, from lunch until 3. I mean, <laughs> if you yeah. wanted to. So, <laughs> yeah, at some exactly. point, the schools have got to work this out. I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, the, uh, on the news, see, I, I, one of your fellow students said something on the news who disagrees with you. Um, she's not here. And she is not an adult. Would you so, like to say something bad about her? Is that no, what you're working No, no, oh, okay. no. That's what I'm working away oh, from. Oh, okay. Um, she said that, you know, you have your First Amendment. You can go protest about abortion anytime, anywhere. It doesn't really apply to students in the same way as the gun violence thing does. Do you have any response mm-hmm. to that? Um, well, I would say that abortion has a lot to do with high school students because, I mean, high school students... Uh, I know many high school students do get abortions if they do end up being pregnant, um, which is very unfortunate. So, it, yes, it does have a place in high schools. And, I mean, students can go to Planned Parenthood and get abortions without even telling their parents. So, there you yes, go. it is, yeah. Argument is over as far as I'm concerned. School. Yeah, it's a compelling argument. It's virtually assured that someone within Rockland High School, it's a pretty big school, will have to deal with uh, the abortion issue personally and so it directly applies to high school kids all right uh final note uh from us brandon now it was hinted to us that the good folks at glenn beck's show didn't want you to do any other shows before you went on their show (laughs) is that true um not 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 what they told me but Um, i'm not sure we're 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 friends with glenn he's a good dude we just wanted to have you on before glenn did it was very important (laughs) not really (laughs) brandon let me tell you a couple of things very quickly Number one, we are the 800-pound gorillas of the part of the world where you live. Yeah. And, 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 and that's fine. And we like Glenn Beck. He's a nice fella. We've met him on several mm-hmm. occasions. Uh, here's our message. Here's the Armstrong and Getty message. Get on every show you can whenever you can to spread your ideas and spread the word. And anybody who tells you to do anything else is thinking about them and not you. So screw them. 
But uh, Brandon, yeah. it's great to talk to you. One final question: oh, are, yeah. you, are you guys the Tigers or the Wildcats or the what are you? Um, we're the Rockland Thunder. The Thunder. Do you have Thunder pride? Um. Honestly, no, not really. Oh, man, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. At least say sometimes. How about the band? There's a good band, right, or something? You get a good pride in something? We got spirit. How about you? Eh, not that much. Not really. Uh, hey, Brandon, it's it's great to talk to you, my friend, and, and let's do it again. We'd like to uh, keep up with uh, you and what's happening, so give us an update as soon as you meet with the principal, huh? Okay. Yes, I will. All right. Thanks, brother. Well done. Of course, Doug Steffen will air parts of that interview and pretend he had him on the show later tonight. No Thunder Pride there. That's wow. disappointing. Wow. We got spirit. How about you? Wow. I like the Thunder as a mascot, though. It's uh, I'm a fan of that. That's, that's what, good. What, what do you generally have? A it, rain cloud? Or? It's weird because it's, generally it, it ends up being a lightning bolt. Well, right, because it's difficult to visually portray thunder. So, yeah, it's a lightning bolt. Hmm. The precursor, inevitably, to Thunder Jack. Um. The Wichita Thunder, that was the minor league hockey team we used to go to the games to uh, games at, right? Did they use a lightning bolt? I don't remember. I remember they played the ACDC song. Thunder! <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Minor league hockey. Do you have Thunder Pride? Not really. Not really. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a shame. You ought to, there's some sense of community, right? Come on. I, I still t- remember my high school fight song. Do you really? Sure. How's it go? Ah, you're not going to hear it. Mm. What were you guys? Well, I got to wait. I got to go past my college fight song in my memory. We were the Mighty Sentinels. Yeah, we were the Fighting Beavers. <laughs> For some reason. Wow. I was a raider. If, if I, it fights, leave it alone. I never saw a beaver in my life in that uh, part of the world. Really? Why were you the beavers? I have no idea. Yeah. Was that Western Kansas? Yeah. I'll be damned. I'm not sure there are any even any beavers there. Or ever have been. Or ever I don't know. Unless somebody brought one there. How'd we end up the beavers? We gotta we gotta have Marshall's news in a little bit, because there's obviously news. There sure. In the modern world. Impressive young man though, that brand. Oh, yeah, sure. And and listen, whether it's uh, about abortion or about fair play, I think what he's doing is absolutely worth doing. Well, if nothing else, it makes a mid-level management in in school districts uncomfortable, which I'm all for. Sure, all day, uh, every day. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know what end you take this to, because there are a lot of causes out there. Amen. And who's ever going to tell you, no, your cause is not good enough? But Which is the point. Right. right. Stay in class, protest after school. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Tinder. I, Tinder was invented after I was married, so I don't, I don't know anything about it. I've just heard about it. Does it actually get used, or is it more like oh, yeah, folklore? Yeah. It's, it's no, used. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah, super popular from what I understand. Okay. More importantly than that, though, Jack, I have some incisive and insightful uh, comments on our previous interview after Marshall's News. Fantastic. Follow up on the high school walkout thing. The reason I think I've figured it out. Cool. The reason I mentioned Tinder is there's a uh, column about why you should delete all your dating apps and be happier. We'll get to that at some point today as you head into the weekend. And you won't go down that rabbit hole again this weekend. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, Wall Street opening way down this morning as the tech sector takes a dive over the latest Facebook troubles. And what CEO Mark Zuckerberg told CNN. Zuckerberg saying, Facebook users, you deserve better. 
The company's CEO breaking his silence to deal with the Cambridge Analytica data mining scandal. Again, telling the news organization. This was a major breach of trust. And, and I'm really sorry that this happened. Um, you know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then, then we don't uh, deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Interestingly enough, Zuckerberg and a CEO, or what is she, Chief Operating Officer? Sheryl Sandberg, yeah. whatever she is, spent the entire weekend arguing about how to handle this. And that's why for five days they said nothing. Yep. They couldn't figure out what to say. What were the two camps, do you know? Uh, no, no, I really don't. That hasn't come out, but they couldn't agree on it. Hmm. Cheryl Sandberg, of course, the daughter of Carl Sandberg and uh, Chicago Cubs 90s standout Ryan Sandberg, gay couple. Who who hears Mark Zuckerberg there and, and think he's actually sorry? Or I mean, he might be sorry he's lost billions of dollars. Oh, it hadn't even entered my mind that he was being sincere. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> Zuckerberg says he'd be happy to testify in front of Congress about the data breach. And as for the possibility of federal regulations, he says, well, it might be needed now. I, I actually am not sure we shouldn't be regulated. There you go. Has anybody ever ended up as accidentally powerful as him in the history of the world? Nope. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) No. And listen, I get why he wants, quote-unquote, regulation from Congress, because then if something goes wrong, you can blame that the regulations were wrong or insufficient or whatever. It's no longer on him. The Austin serial bomber who blew himself up early yesterday morning in his SUV as a SWAT team was closing in left behind a confession in which he described how he made the bombs, but he didn't really reveal a motive. The Austin Police Chief, Brian Manley, says on that 25-minute cell phone video, The suspect describes the six bombs that he constructed with a level of specificity that he identified the differences among those six bombs. So you got this kid. Whole family says he's a nice kid, normal kid. You know, plenty of joy in his heart, the rest of it. And they're, they're releasing the videos from the Las Vegas shooter, his uh, days prior to the shootings, in which he gambled and chatted with people and went to the convenience store and, and enjoyed some meals and just lived an utterly mundane existence leading up to slaughtering a bunch of innocent people. I don't know. You don't know. Maybe God knows what's happening in these people's hearts and minds, but it is just mystifying. Switching gears, you got President Trump saying former Vice President Joe Biden couldn't beat him up earlier this week. You'll recall, Biden said. When a guy who ended up becoming our national leader said, I can grab a woman anywhere and she likes it, they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Trump tweeting this morning. Of course you respond to that as President of the United States. Uh, tweeting this morning, crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he'd go down fast and hard, crying all the way. <laughs> You're making this up, Marshall. Stop making stuff up. There is no way any adult, much less... The sitting POTUS said that. Who's 71 years old. Crying all the way. He'd go down, He's like a little baby. He'd go down fast and hard crying down all the, crying all the way. Yeah. At age 23, I would have heard Biden's threat and said, Are you serious? I'm gone on with my life. God, this is amazing. Trump's tweet ending, Don't threaten people, Joe! Exclamation point. He's weak both mentally and physically. Yes, yes. For the latest on the theoretical 60 years ago high school fight between Joe Biden and <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Oy. 
Apparently, we got a travel company now offering phoneless vacations where you totally unplug, and apparently all of their packages sold out almost immediately. We are so addicted to our phones these days that when we go on vacation, we actually have to pay somebody to force us to leave them at home. The new uh, company is called Off the Grid. They sell the phoneless vacation packages. When you go on one of the trips, no phones allowed, and apparently it is very, very popular. Mm. Boy, that's, like that's interesting that, that people can't just do that on their own. They need a, uh, I don't know, permission to do it, I guess. A lot of people apparently don't have the discipline to do that. According to a new survey, 16% of folks say they could never bring themselves to totally unplug on vacation, and almost 50% say... Yeah, they really doubt they could unplug. Interesting. I could easily leave my phone behind on a vacation, other than it's where I keep my plane tickets and all that sort of stuff. Right, right. Yeah, the only thing, I'd like a backup where I know our kids could reach us. Since we have kids, you know, struggling with their young lives scattered around the country, I just, that's the only thing that bothers me about being unplugged. The rest of you can go to hell, frankly. There you go. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. (laughs) I mean the world, the news media. I'd like to hear from my friends, I suppose, but... I don't want to hear from anybody while I'm on vacation. (laughs) I heard that. Um, Yeah, that information that's out about the Vegas shooter, that's interesting. That's some interesting stuff we should talk about later. Yeah, I just... We want our monsters to be obvious monsters. Like they are in movies. Right, exactly. We want our heroes to be obviously heroes, and life just isn't like that. they got to make a movie where for an hour and a half a person's just completely normal, and you think, what's going on here? And then they kill a bunch of people. Because that's the plot twist. Because that's real life, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we got all the other stuff. Did you know they're about to pass this gazillion-dollar spending bill? And nobody's paying any attention to it. Ho-hum. Including the people in the federal government who are going to vote for it. Ho-hum. More on that later. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.